So hello everybody. My name is Emmanuel and I work with TechPoint Africa. So last week we saw some comments from you guys and we really appreciated a lot of them. But there were some comments on YouTube and on Twitter that made us be like, whoa, all right. And we decided to take it personally. So you can see different setting, different sound, different everything. And we're just getting started. Don't worry. You guys called our bluff. So we'll show you what we're made of. But yeah, welcome to TechPoint Africa podcast. And uh, my name is Emmanuel Paul once again. And right now, all I'm thinking about is how to get $3,500 by next year so that I can get the Apple Vision Pro. And Bolu can definitely very, 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 very well agree with me, right? Yeah, yeah. The Vision. <laughs> I think this this is, I've not really been part of like any... I don't think I've been part of any like serious technological revolution before, like old enough to like really understand. It's like when the iPhone came out back then in 2007, oh, yeah. I was not wise enough then. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I'm like really old enough to like understand how revolutionary this this is, I think, I mean, I just have to agree and say I was blown away by um, Apple's presentation of the Vision Pro and it just makes you think, I mean, not to diss anybody, but I mean, Meta has been working on, <laughs> they've been working on VR assets for a while now. They've pumped tons and tons of money. Changed your name. <laughs> well. <laughs> to to capture this VR, AR, or whatever element, right? Well. They change your name to Meta. True, true. Okay. So, they changed it to Meta. We had the Oculus's. I don't know how many of them they did. But nothing was on this level. They didn't do anything else on this level. And I mean, just seeing some of the videos, seeing some the reactions of some of the YouTubers that have used it. I mean, this is this is incredible. But Chimizum is not convinced. Chimizum doesn't even care. <laughs> I think he cares to some extent. As far he's a utilitarian, right? Yeah, literally. Yes. Is it economic <laughs> utilitarian or philosophical utilitarian? Economic utilitarian. Okay, so. And I'm just looking at what what he can do. So um, I will agree with Bolu that okay, not agree, but I think it could be revolutionary. Mm. Will it be revolutionary? It remains to it remains to be seen. Mm. But I'm looking at all the the potential of what it could enable. Mm. But I'm also looking at all the drawbacks to such developments. Okay. So um, I mean, you've talked about some of the things you could do. So. You have a more immersive experience, which I think a lot of people want. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I have been, for a couple of years now, I've been particularly concerned about the erosion of community. Mm. And I am, I just find myself thinking, what impact does this have or would this have on community? Mm. So instead of sitting down at home to watch TV with my family, everyone yeah. is in our own virtual world. Exactly. And can I see what my child is watching? I mean, maybe you can see it, but it still lacks that personal touch. That personal touch. So no matter how much you want to simulate the experience. Mm. Um, so, for example, community is not just the fact that we are in one place. There are a whole lot of things. So, um, this is not my forte, but uh, biologists tell us that a handshake, a hug, a peck, mm. all those things, are, they are like very, very important mm. to the human development. We are gradually losing all of that. And so, so funny thing is, even for people who are 
well steeped into the technology. I mean, you, you hear a lot of startup founders tell you mm-hmm. when they are when they see you at events and they're like, oh, it's so nice to be out. It's been almost two years since I was at something like this. Two years of, can you hear me? Can, can you hear me? me? Exactly. <laughs> and you now have something that is going to, so Apple says it to be available from next year, right? Yeah. Now, it's no longer like we are five years away from it. It could be available by next year if their timelines are accurate. Yeah. So as early as next year, it could be returning. So the only hope I have is that the price, uh, the price will be Keep it a, out of reach. Yeah, out of reach for the vast majority of us. Hmm. So interesting. Well, I think this is like the biggest. I'm equating this to the revolution, the OPC revolution. That's Microsoft and Apple also spearheaded. Then the smartphone revolution that Apple themselves actually kickstarted. They, they saw that buttons were clunky mm-hmm. and they said, okay, why not just use our fingers to touch? So they moved from desktop computing to mobile computing. And now they're calling this spatial computing. And they're not even calling this metaverse or meta or video. Yeah. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually a computer with an actual chip inside the headset. So yeah. the computer that you're wearing on your that head. An M2 chip. An M2 chip. You're wearing a computer on your head. Yeah, you have a 4K micro LED screen on one eye, then another 4K micro LED screen on another <laughs> eye. I think that's that's crazy. I mean, I'm a Hapu eater, and okay, I just said Hapu, my God. And <laughs> <laughs> you're not even Yoruba. <laughs> <laughs> you do this one. <laughs> um, I'm an Apple eater normally, but it's getting really, really hard, according to Linus. It's really, really hard. It, it's impressive, but another question I would ask is do we really need this? Okay, so let's take Senegal, for example, yeah. that has been facing a huge number of unrests, mm-hmm. right? Do you think a society like Africa that kind of needs a lot of political involvement, political engagement, and political activism, whether the economy has been stable or not, do you think a society like Africa could benefit from technologies like this? I say yes, because look at what the smartphone did to political activism mm. in Africa, for instance. So movements that started on Twitter actually went offline and caused lots of change, right? There's the Occupy Nigeria that happened sometime in 2014, I guess. Then maybe 2014 or 2011. I'm not even sure again. Occupy Nigeria, I think that was 2015. 2015. Oh, January 1st. Was it? No, 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 no. Was it 2015? When did Jonathan leave us? 2015. Okay, I think that was that was when that's that same year january 1st he announced that they removed subsidy and blah 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 then it was bring back our girls now i'm thinking of the possibilities right imagine social movements where if you gather together personalized like if you gather together in one place you could come and chase you with tear gas but imagine social movements everybody's wearing a VR headset, and you guys are actually seeing yourself and talking to yourself now we are hearing that the internet in senegal has been shut down so I mean, there's a utilitarian I, or ut- I, oh my I, god I, <laughs> utilitarian <laughs> argument to this. I still don't see it. I still this, don't see it. So, so the people that are fighting now in Senegal, instead yeah. of just mobilizing of sitting in your lives, house. So here's here's the thing: it's political power, and uh, I'm I'm no political strategist, mm. but people are smarter than me say that power is not given; it's taken. Taken. You can't take it from your screen, man. <laughs> 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 you cannot. Well, I used to. 
Well, so even if you wanted to use it to enable mm. free and fair elections, where you can just sit down in your house and, and vote. vote. For now, for now, for now, uh, you can't take it via uh, a Vision Pro. But you I think no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not I think you, you will you will be able to. Pro. Oh, okay. In the current form. Okay. I'm looking at future iterations, right? Mm. I mean, when the smartphone came in 2007, most of the things we could do with smartphones now, you can't do them now, right? Mm. Now smartphones are rivaling actual computers mm. in computing power. They're rivaling cameras in uh, camera power. Mm. Now, I mean, I'm just imagining the possibilities for African countries. Nekos. Where I see the possibilities mainly in education. In education? Yeah. Because now that's, we have a impressive. more immersive mm. education experience um which other I, I was saying earlier that i also see a lot of utility for it in real estate in entertainment so if you remember during covid mm, when uh, when sports revenues from sports teams were dwindling that was i think that was when the nba started working on a a sort of metaverse like play mm-hmm. where you could sit down your house and still have the same experience i, I don't know how that project is going but I think I read somewhere that the one of the challenges was that yes, people loved it, mm. or some people loved the fact that oh, I could sit in my house, but the feel of shouting in someone's ear in the stadium mm. couldn't be replicated mm. and may never be replicated. So it's it's still placed a barrier because people go to football games; they really do not want to be behind. I mean, even for those of us who, for example, you can't watch Chelsea play, mm. um, but you can watch them on the TV. You know that is an entirely different feeling. From yeah, yeah. Being so I don't want us to go. Yeah. I, I've already switched up people. You know, I'm yeah, already on yeah. Senegal. On Senegal. Telling me yes. about football. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. So, but this is the issue for me. Yeah, right. So there was a protest. Uh, opposition leader was sentenced in, uh, in Senegal. Senegal. Yeah. White press protest. Then on June first, Senegalese government restricted access to social media and basically the internet. Right. Mm. This is where I see the hypocrisy in Nigerian in African government. Senegal was one of the First countries in Africa, the second in Africa to get a startup act to promote digital innovation. A lot of startups are built on these digital technologies that you just restricted. So me, I see where (laughs) I see a a vision. Yeah. Where global communities or societies, the meaning of a society begins to change across different jurisdictions so you have people <laughs> like afropolitan now <laughs> anytime i hear afropolitan okay. it makes me laugh right mm. because i still don't get it most of the time even after your interview i'm sorry <laughs> but i'm imagining something like this right could we have societies this is useless social commentary so just don't just be with me. serious <laughs> don't, don't take us serious but yeah do we have societies digital societies that this kind of technology fuels for us. Would we have a digital infrastructure that okay. can exist? They will have network. Without, about uh, that. Well, you want to say something? Talk, talk, talk. I, th- I think, yes, it can exist, but I don't think we need it. Do we, do we need virtual societies? No, I don't think we do. I, I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I don't think we do. So look at, okay, look at this now. Internet just got restricted. Mm-hmm. What if this was not even an option in the first place? An option to restrict. I, I like. I want right now. I'm feeling like I need to take this option out of the hands of our government. You want I'm, I'm seeing. So okay. Do you know what? Someone tweeted that. Tweeted at Elon Musk mm. to mm. bring Starlink to Senegal because the government has restricted the internet. And the next thing I'm hearing is the person has been killed. 
Please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, I saw saw the tweet. So they have that option to control your life, whether you like it or not. So could we kind of change how we think about jurisdictions and everything? Like, I want everything to change. I want everything to scatter. So you are abdicating responsibility or taking responsibility away from the government. To the corporations. To the corporations. Do you want that? Only do you want that? You guys, you, you guys I, are the DAO guys. You guys are the ones that says, let's be signing. Uh, no, I, I, I think, no, I, 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 I think it, I'm leaning towards that. Okay. That it's not totally centralized. Yes, I, I lean towards that also. My where I draw the line is where you now exist predominantly in a virtual world. I think you must have seen movies like that and you see how things end. <laughs> you always see each other, you see each other in the virtual world, everybody's looking fine, looking nice. But then you go to the person's house and the, <laughs> the person is looking very pale. Probably even dying, I does not even know. Right? But yeah. do we now have but can we now have like a system of government or a system of I don't know what's called like of existence whereby um power is now decentralized be- through technology whereby no one really has no one really has that total like the way the DAO works right now. So, so no one has total control. Yes, no one has total control. It has to be everybody coming together to make decisions mm. but i mean there are always downsides to all these things so, there's something you guys say in political mm. science they say democracy of everybody government of everybody government of the people by the people, for the mm. people mm. that is a government <coughs> of mob rule that is, that is you are just a step away from anarchy yeah because i think one of the things that responsibility uh, one of the things that happens with like a centralized government is responsibility now rests in certain institutions mm-hmm. so imagine if we had to agree on a governance structure for let's say our armed forces because we will need it if you had to agree on that that means me with zero military knowledge we will now be telling you so, military expert with 25 years basically what we have on twitter yeah <laughs> i am telling a medical doctor who's been practicing for 25 years he's crazy <laughs> and he doesn't know what he's saying hmm. so now imagine that kind of because here's the thing um, in every in every fair we are always going to have more like we're always going to have experts and the total ignoramuses that will still come and be voting will, on important decisions exactly so so maybe <laughs> that's the reason why some people advocate for i can't remember the name but i think an egalitarian government they're yeah. basically the best uh in charge so they they know what needs to be done, but then it's still the human feelings. So imagine so, me having to comment on wow. the, the best in charge has his own issues, but let's not course. even go there. Yeah, we've but, gone very far from what <laughs> what brought us. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> fine, it's fine. But you just made me remember uh, this investor, one investor on Twitter that said, "Founders that have not made single <laughs> revenue in their life is telling Dangote how to or how not to run a refinery or something like that." He's asking why Dangote is building a refinery or whatever. And yeah, we just saw another startup or is it, it's not a startup, it's actually a public company. And I didn't know them. Tingo Group. Same here. I have never heard of them in my life. The first time I heard of them was when they said they were a unicorn. Oh, okay. That was the first time I heard of them. Then I'm now saying that, okay, Hidibong Research has done 
as they what they they've done what they know how to do best <laughs> they sh- they thanked their I think explain it okay so Chingazim, what happened who are these guys sorry i've been vibrating around our senegal and vision protein because i felt i'm tired of saying african governments misbehave they say one thing with their mouth and go and do another thing i don't think a startup act should be existing in the same country that has internet shutdown. I don't think a startup act should be existing in the same country that has a NIDA code or NIDA acts. I'm sorry. But yes, let's let's, let's, move, let's on move on to, to Tingo Group. Let's see how the Tingo goes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I got, uh, that, was, that was good. You are commending yourself. Nobody commended you. <laughs> I mean, um, if nobody can, I have to do it. All anyway, right. so Tingo, I'm still surprised that a lot of people say they don't know them. I've never heard of them. I can't say the first time I heard about Tingo. I just know I heard them maybe a few years back. Before they became the whole unicorn that they claim they are, or they claimed they are. So, Tingo, they are like an agri fintech. They do, they, they play in two different, is it two or three different spaces now? So, there's a mobile phone arm where they claim to be selling phones to farmers in yeah, Africa. I can't hear you. Okay. Yeah. There's a mobile phone arm of the business where they claim to be selling smartphones. Um, to farmers in Africa, so they claim they have operations in Nigeria and Ghana, and they, they say they sell about, they've sold about 12 million phones. I was trying to get the um, number of phones that Transion Holdings has sold, just to see if, I mean, if you are such a big deal, and you've sold 12 million phones, um, Transion is Transion has, I think, about 70 percent of the smartphone market in in, in Africa. Africa yeah. So you should be very close to what they are doing. Right? Um, they, that's one aspect. They also have the fintech and where they they are also offering financial services to these farmers who are supposed to make up the bulk of their customer base. And then there's um, yeah, those are the two major places that so they, those financial services is it like credit or yeah, insurance? Credit, insurance. So they're supposed to be offering it to the farmers directly, helping them buy input and all of that. Okay. So, so what is the scam? The scam is that. Hindenburg, Hindenburg research says that basically everything there is a scam. The businesses they claim to be doing. So first of all, the mobile arm that we talked about, there's no, they, they are not selling smartphones to anybody. Um, they claim they have, they have contracts with two suppliers, UGC and um, Bullets. Those are like smartphone manufacturers in the US. And while UGC, UGC says we don't know you guys, we've um, yes, we we submitted a bid for a contract, or we bid for a contract to work with you guys, but nothing came out. You, they didn't even like you didn't even respond to us. So how are we your suppliers? Bullet on the other hand says yes, we have a contract, but we haven't supplied one phone to you, even though we have a contract. I mean, so it's probably something that, that was in the works. Um, they so when you also check the website of the, they also have an agri marketplace. Yes, they have a marketplace. So basically where farmers can go sell things and then I can go there maybe as a middleman or I need the products I can go buy there. So I, I, I checked and the the website, in fact, it's not opening. So that's uh, <laughs> that's basically the state of that. So um, Hineberg is saying that everything about them is inaccurate. There's also the fact that the founder who claims to have a PhD in rural, rural advancement from a Malaysian university doesn't have um, the degree he claims to have because the, the university in question um, wrote back to Hindenburg and said, we do not know anybody yes. that goes by this name. A couple of years ago, they hired a CEO 
who had to step down after two years, saying that there were some things that were happening um, that he just couldn't make sense of. Well, two years is a long time for you to arrive at that conclusion, but uh, whatever. So that is like a summary of some of the some of the controversies that has been swelling around. So I don't know if you heard earlier this earlier this year when the guy that's Dozi Moboti, that's the founder's name, when he wanted to buy Sheffield United. The mm. deal ended because they were able to the 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 club I mean people were able to find out that not this guy is not legit basically. So he's been arrested by the EFCC for fraud in the past. And oh. it was settled. So he's basically uh, and then he has also been on Forbes. Yeah, like you know how basically the Forbes to prison pipeline is like unmatched. <laughs> and there's just a whole lot about this guy that is <laughs> There's a whole lot about him that is so fishy, and a lot of the things we've seen is he's been he's been going around. I think I can't remember what happened, but I, I think earlier this year he was in the news after he decided to buy that um, Sheffield, and a lot of people were asking, even people in the same space he claims to be playing in, say, who are these guys? Do we know them? What do they do? So, and Hindenburg, you already know their their business model. They they do research on frauds or guys they call frauds and then they shot your stocks so surprisingly Tingo is actually listed on, on Nasdaq yeah although that was true a reverse merger so that was it's not like the they actually IPO yeah okay. what's what's okay let's not even go into that now what the reverse merger is oh yeah it's basically it's simple actually so a smaller company buys a bigger company that's already listed so you take okay. over there or just so a imagine smaller company buys a bigger yeah, company that's already listed. Yeah. So imagine me. Okay, was okay. Um, imagine Xenox Group hmm. acquiring Apple. Xenox Group, okay. Yes, acquired. That's a small. <laughs> is that not too far? Which kind? Is I mean, that? it's small, and this is <laughs> this is very big. It's okay. It's okay. So, but the company Tingo has actually come out to say that they came out to deny the reports. But I found the label very, very, very weird. They labeled the Hindenburg report's opinion. Like, now, now, now they talk. <laughs> that kind of, like, you are just saying what you are saying. But for a report like that with so much allegations and possible tethering on fraud allegations, mm. and you came out to say it's opinion, like, okay, that's your own opinion about if something is not true, it's not true. If something is true, it is true. This is you, for instance. Imagine coming to meet you, Chingozim, and said, "Hey, Chingozim, you are you are a fraudster. You are, you are a whole boy." Are you going to tell me that's my own opinion? Oh, yeah. I mean, knowing Chingozim, he might say that. <laughs> 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 no, but I just find their response weird. I mean, yeah. so, so the question is, are they lying or not? That's what is in my head. If you ask me, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's one thing for an individual to say, oh, I don't care about the opinions of other people. It's another thing for a business yeah, to tell me, yeah. I don't care about the opinions of other people. Should they me? Like, <laughs> you have to care about the opinions because uh, as we saw after the report, their, their shares, the price of their shares went down, which is something that happens, like it's, it's, it's pretty common. Mm -hmm. But you ideally should have, I mean, let's, uh, let, if they are if they are shareholders or stockholders are also not fabricated, mm. right? They have people they will be answering to. So, like, are you also telling them that their opinions don't matter? It's I don't know. It's a very funny 
It's a very funny response. Down by <laughs> almost 50% in the last five days. Okay, and then you're saying it's an opinion. So, oh, come on now. I mean, you have to do something to reassure. To reassure people that... Yes. At least the people who are directly invested in your company. Forget about those it's who... It's an opinion. We are, we are not... We don't, don't have... know you exist in exactly. the first place. I'm sorry. But the people who own shares or shares in your company, at least speak mm. to them. So, I don't know. Anyway. Has any... Um, like um, security operative, or whether he has been yeah. arrested or something like that. Um, as at this moment, I, d- I don't think I've seen any. But it's probably going to. So, except they had a case on him already, I don't expect them to just go on the word of a media report. It's probably going to take maybe a week or two. True. True. Yeah. So, I mean, Tingo didn't come out of thin. I think we did a feature on them a few years back, mm. and uh, there's just been that air around them. That I was not really sure of. Then I think there's another company like that on my radar. <laughs> there's another company. I mean, I and Tage have discussed this at some points about one company that we also featured. Well, we'll be like, so this is the thing. And it's making me skeptical about the entire agritech industry. Like, what is good? This is not the first time we're hearing something happening with these agro related companies. First, there was the whole debacle with Farm Crowdy and Driver Greg, and those were the most popular ones. And I think they found a way to adjust themselves. But we had a bunch of other guys that were doing weird, weird stuff, and we can't hear of them again. Agro crowdfunding, agro crowdfunding, providing financing to farmers, and a lot of people <laughs> lost their money, and a lot of people have still not recovered their money till now. Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair, it's not really about the industry. Anybody can agro financing. Yeah, anybody can perpetrate fraud in. In any industry, industry. Mm-hmm. and but once it has an element of finance, it's 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 quite easy, especially if you're dealing in a, or dealing with an economy like Nigeria. So, one thing that comes with maybe having a lot of poor people is that people kind of, especially with the way Nigerians can be hopeful, they just think or believe that there's this next big break somewhere on the day, somewhere on the way that okay, maybe this investment could just bring them closer to it. So yes, I think we will see more of this. You see more of these like recent attempts at defrauding an entire world. You see more of it, but I I think it's 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 not a reflection of the industry. I think it's just um, someone who did not know when to stop. Hmm. That's like, all right. Or even did not even know that he should he shouldn't have started in the first place. All right. So let's let's even move on from this story because I don't like hearing stories like this. It's not good. It yeah. just reminds me of what one of my friends always tells me is, is government is not our issue. <laughs> we are our own issues, right? Because these are the people that will eventually get elected into government seats of power. And this is what you're doing with your company. What will you not do when you become the president and elected president or a senator or anything? That's not even imagine. So, yeah, it's, it's a sad situation. But in the world of finance, we're hearing two companies, two companies. So number one is cheaper cash. They've laid off again. And this time it touched a C-level executive. Then we are hearing Mara too is downsizing, basically laying off their content and marketing team. I don't know what's going on at Cheaper Cash specifically because, yeah, I I saw them try to uh, bring in some features like charging for cards mm-hmm. and all of that. I thought, okay, maybe they want to tighten the ship, but they're still laying off. And it's making me question like, what 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 is going on? I guess it's just true, you know, what they say about um, 
charging immediately start your business charge Charged from day, day one, one please because that's article <laughs> because it's very gracious saying as you shouted <laughs> it's very important because once you start and people are like oh this is cool because and it's not just for making money most people um say when once you charge from day one right it helps with revenue and then the business going on but it actually does more for you actually know what people would actually pay for if you're giving me something if i don't really need it i might keep taking it you know, i have a million users and because it's not costing me anything so but when you charge you know how valuable this thing you and you also know um if this thing actually has product market fit because if people are actually willing to pay for that you know people find this valuable but then you don't charge them from the beginning and then we are already used to it and then you start telling me ah this thing oh you bring 2k for this one I say, ah say this one eh, we'll collect 500 for this one and i'll be like and then i'll just think about it and i'll be like you know i didn't actually need this in the person you'll be fine <laughs> so i guess that's just one and and this might seem like an oversimplification of you know the entire uh, model of what cheaper cash and what a lot of other businesses that, that do the same thing as saying but i think in a way i mean I, i'm i'm ready to for anybody to say i'm wrong or anything but i think in a way this these are some of these problems that a lot of them had right yeah but how unlucky do you have to be that mm-hmm. you raise 150 million dollars series c and two of your investors mm-hmm. basically crashed there was ftx and sam backman i mean yes you also have to con- consider that back. yeah so the evaluation was around two billion dollars mm. last year but now the evaluation has been slashed to god knows what and but if it's just a purely economic thing then is this layoff really economic because they are sucking high level executives country manager in kenya or country director in kenya and the coo so is this like a change in direction like they need fresh ideas they need something different to kind of write the ship like jumia did last year i think mm-hmm. the, the two ceos left then he brought in someone uh, i think francis dufri if i'm not uh, mistaken yeah. and i think they've recorded their lowest losses in four, in four, four years or so is is this the strategy for cheaper cash now could we could this even affect the ceo so when i when i think of this i know uh, so an important person left wizard he left to ebanks yeah Okay, I don't know if this is related, but I just said to mention it. So <laughs> when I look at when I look at his, uh, <laughs> so someone said something that when I when I think about fundraisers, fundraisers, I I try to paint that picture. So I was like, I've bastardized money to the point you don't know what one million dollars is anymore. Mm-hmm. If you think that one million dollars is like one million naira, you don't understand what one million dollars is. Right. So when I hear that you've raised one fifty million US dollars. And your primary base of operation is in Africa, and then less than a year later, you are laying off what should be key staff. I'm just like, where did all that money go? SVB and FTX. Okay, so let's say you lost a significant amount of money because that's what does. If you're doing all of this, and in light of these two uh, events, then you probably lost a huge amount of money in the process mm-hmm. 
that's on or you glue it on expenses that never yielded the results you were hoping they would yield either excessive marketing or being influencers like yeah, yeah, yes. excessive marketing you push your market though please I mean, well, 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 <laughs> yeah, of course of course market but you you get the point yeah, uh, yeah. or maybe you spent it paying people salaries that you had no business paying so these are some of the challenges now when you mention the kenyan country manager that is probably the one thing i am curious about so um if you if you if you remember the last time they conducted layoffs, you mentioned that they'll be focusing on core products and core markets. So are, are you saying possible? that Kenya is not a core market anymore? Are you saying that it's possible? You are now so yesterday I was I was looking through the cheaper cash app and I wanted to see what core products are you going to be focusing on. So um, they offer investing services, they offer you can buy airtime, you can by data utilities utilities basically and i was looking at it so which one is a core product here because none of these things are really core i can buy a time from my uba app even though people have refused to send my money so, i can invest on the most popular options in nigeria um bamboo and rice vest. bamboo rice vest, yes. carbon ope exactly. they offer really really good crazy interest rates on all of these people so not paid at all because i bunch all of them together so that is that covers it on the investment um side so what about the virtual card side isn't that a core product i guess that's As a core it, product for me is it really a core product because you have the other competitors basically coming up with either better products or taking so here's the, here's the thing so, okay. so are you saying let's make an argument now. something's mm-hmm. not core because because other, other people are doing it exactly no. So um or there was are their competitors offering better rates for their virtual dollar cards. That's one. So I you, don't think so. You know during during LSE Olu Oyinson took a class on uh, in getting investments when when no one wants to invest. Yeah. And one of the things he mentioned which was very interesting or very important is market size. So he gave a very interesting example. Yes, 200 million Nigerians, right? Uh but then <laughs> he used a very interesting example lending 200 million Nigerians. Um, the moment you say you want to do lending and you get out there, there's fair money waiting for you. There's Lydia, there's the big guys, OP and, and the likes who can, they already have a better grip of the market. So they will easily beat you. Yeah, they, they are also more funded or better funded. They can easily beat you. But let's look at this. Um, how many people do you think really need virtual card services in Nigeria alone? This is Africa's uh, most popular country. Mm. And I think the second or second or first largest economy so how many people do you think need virtual not want need, need virtual card so services most people need virtual cards to like yesterday night mm-hmm. i wanted to sign up for a website that i didn't trust okay. and it asked me to put my card mm-hmm. and i started looking for a virtual card that i, I can use mm-hmm. and dispose i was looking for basically a disposable virtual card but i didn't see anyone and I didn't want to use my Chica cash because I had money there. Yeah. So that is that is like a primary need. You want to sign up for a service, you want to test their trial version. So we're basically looking at tech-savvy Nigerians. Yes. And um, if, if you could put a, a number on tech-savvy Nigerians. Not just tech-savvy Nigerians. Or say, say people that actually need virtual dollar cards. For me to need a virtual dollar card. So what are the things I want to pay for? 
there's the usual um, Netflix or entertainment services. Um, there is maybe like so. I'm talking about the. So why I'm broadening into virtual dollar cards? This is why. This is because a lot of Nigerians do transactions online. Yes. If you go by numbers on NIBS mm-hmm. and all of that, then people who buy stuff online. Your regular Instagram people, they buy stuff on AliExpress. Yeah. Those guys need cards. Yes. How many are they? Most of them. Can we say they are up to 400,000 in Nigeria? You can't. So you can't make any specific estimates. Yes. But you can. I'm so just basically, giving you. This is vibes. This is uh, back of paper, mouth, your ginger. Yes. <laughs> but so that is just one market. Mm. Another market is people who want to host a website. They want to pay for their domain name. Yeah. How many are they? You, people are opening blogs up and down. Of course. People want to do Twitter ads. People want to do Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. People want to test LinkedIn premium. Yeah. We are broadening the market like this. Yes. So me, I'm just saying the people who are likely to do this are mostly tech savvy people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you own a smartphone, but I'm saying you are tech savvy, like you do stuff online, right? You have a job that requires you to do so. You've mentioned entertainment. I've mentioned Instagram traders. I've mentioned people who want to open blogs and pay for a domain name. Mm-hmm. I met someone random that does pay for a domain name. And if you are using, uh, say, Hostinga or GoDaddy, you might not be able to pay with your Nigerian card. Yeah. So a lot of the things that people are doing with Naira, mm-hmm. their Naira cards, they couldn't do. Then parents who want to send their children money, mm-hmm. instead of going through all the stress of Form A, why not use a virtual dollar card? Well, so a mostly, most likely a tech savvy parent might use a virtual dollar card. Yeah. So we're expanding the market, right? The market is not as big, but if you extrapolate, say, 12 mil, 25 million smartphone owners, and you say half of that are tech savvy. How many million again? Let's say 25 million 25 smartphone million. owners, and you say half of that are tech, tech savvy. savvy. So 12.5 million people. That's a, that's a nice market. Yeah, that's <laughs> a nice market. So it, I agree that the, like, there's a market there. Yes. But my argument is, um, for you to really be in business long term, mm. you are competing. So in Nigeria, here's the truth. I don't know how many, all of us in this room, I don't know how many international transactions we do in do a you, month. Do you do international transactions? In a month. Anome? Not a lot, but you at least do like once or twice. In a month. So, okay, let's say over the course of a year, would you do up to six times? More than. Okay. In a year. In a year, more than. So, so you do 12 now. You do okay, 12 at the very okay, least. 12 at the very least. Yes. I don't do a lot of those transactions frequently. So maybe I'll also be like uh, 12. You, 12. No, more than 12. Okay, more, more than 12. Like 24. Okay. So we are what like, think about it? some of the, we are probably like the, the, the target market. Right? Yes. So here's the problem. These cards or these service providers are competing with my bank. Are they? My yes. bank cannot do it. My bank cannot do it. But, but here's the thing. Um, I wanted to pay for, I think my YouTube premium mm. a couple of months back and, uh, my bank decided that not today. Okay. So I switched to a virtual, um, virtual dollar card provider mm-hmm. and it worked. So after a while I decided, you know, what, let me go and try my bank. And I don't want to have it. too many cards. So I tried my bank and, and my bank worked. I returned. Now my bank worked for a month or two and then decided not to work again. Now, if there are a couple of banks and it's true this banks have a lot of customers. So if anybody is um, going to be using these services, then they are probably banked by these commercial banks. So you're basically competing with needs, like you're probably providing services to a smaller set of people. 
So you are saying cheaper cash does not have the market for the one fifty million dollars. I think that the market okay. isn't so big. All right, it's Jim that said it though, <laughs> not that point. So, <laughs> but yeah, I get your point, and it's making me think about the other guys, the paydays, the mm-hmm. yeah, and those are those There's are the ones offer actually. the same. There are lots of them. The, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just gonna find who has the best rates and stick with that person because I'll yeah. probably get tired. And you actually. Because almost every every month they have one. One issue or the other. So the entire industry looks like it's it's very difficult to play in. So yeah, check out somebody will get it. Somebody will get it right. Yeah, check out Jingo's article on Federal Card. You could see a lot of the things he's saying. He's not just saying it from his head. Let me just try to defend him a bit. He kind of has a front perspective from experts at these companies, at Virtual Card infrastructure providers, and uh, yeah, a player like InterSwitch. What was the name of the other uh, Bridge Card? Is yeah. So yeah, so yeah, check out that article on Vetra Cards, and uh, yeah, I think we have come to the end of this podcast. We've talked, we've talked, we've stood for some time, and yeah. What's my heart rate? <laughs> oh wait, stock like this is to increase your heart rate or what? No, it's supposed to show that I'm doing a little physical. You yeah, are not doing anything physical. <laughs> Don't bother yourself. But yeah, if you use virtual dollar cards uh, or you use your bank card on any entertainment service, try to be careful because we're hearing hackers leaked twenty-seven thousand show max passwords online. If they can leak the password, <laughs> who knows? Your credit card <laughs> might just be a mile away, not a mile, just two steps. So yeah, then. In the momentous occasion, the Pitch Friday, Tech Point's Pitch Friday. So a lot of people don't really understand Pitch Friday, but Pitch Friday is Tech Point's go-to resource for startups, specifically targeted at early stage startups. And it's a platform, it's a community that is growing by the day. It used to be downstairs, just a bunch of chairs put together and we have a chance but now we're using zone tech park no longer just a bunch of chairs but a bunch of chairs with a projector screen and nice nice lighting and nice everything and right now we're sharing small chairs but who knows what we'll be sharing in the future <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh peach friday just partnered with justice hill accelerator uh very Heal, quickly Hill justice accelerator okay Hill justice accelerator very quickly tell me what that partnership is supposed to do Okay, so he'll supports uh, entrepreneurs who are building solutions that improve justice in Africa or in Nigeria for now, since they are currently in Nigeria. So um, it's so it's tricky to say what what startup is supporting justice. It's tricky, but I'll give you an example of one of the startups they've, uh, they've supported, Bankly. So it doesn't look like justice, right? Yeah, but the uh, that is. That's the kind of startup that falls into. So here's the thing. If you're building any solution, right? Reach out or come for Pitch Friday, for example. And we I'm not I'm not the one. The Hugh team says, come and let's be the one to tell you you are not building a justice solution. So please come through on Friday, 3 p.m. Zone Tech Park. I know fuel is more expensive now, but I promise you it will be worth your while. But that's how this it. Yeah, yeah. So and if you're not in Lagos, Nigeria, you can join us virtually on our yes. YouTube channel. Uh, it's already somewhere on our YouTube page. You can set a notification to get notified. And please, if you're a woman and you're building something, there's a special place for you in my heart. Please come. I promise you, you will pitch. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. And if you're a woman, please come and attend. 
Yes. And give feedback to entrepreneurs mm. because yeah, it's you even actually give really good detailed yeah, feedback. Yeah. More than the, the guys are always <laughs> the Let's not let's not start that. Let's start that. Start for please. We can end this podcast then you do another video for that. It will not be with Emmanuel Paul as the host and I will not be no, it will not be yeah, I won't be there please. But yes, so, I need the, we need more women to no. talk. It's very very important please. All so right. I think you guys should cut this out. This is our pitch. We need them. Why do you want to need them? What do you want to do again? Because we need more women to come. Just come. Be, come. Forget even if you're what you're building would only you're only selling soap on the internet. Sorry, no, no, that's 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 a bad example. But let's just say that you're building what you think is a very basic service. Please come. You get you get a lot of exposure. So, People help you refine your idea. I mean a lot of women pitch and then you reach out to them and they are kind of shy about coming out so please come That's yeah so it's it's a safe space and i think watching those inside you say it, even if you feel like what you are building is not not impressive not you don't have to be flutter we've just come just yeah and we've had some really really amazing pitches from women and solving really really deep problems mm-hmm. so please just try to come and don't forget our newsletters the fintech today the workaholic some changes are coming to our entire content strategy uh but we'll be letting you guys know in a few days and uh yeah let us know what you think about this new setup i hope you like it uh we're taking feedback constantly and i said we're taking this feedback very very personally and don't mind that we are holding the mics this time around we are holding it yes we're holding it but it's still a work in progress we're still doing a lot of changes and uh, maybe by the end of the year or anytime at all you might just see some behind the scenes of how we're transforming our studio and our recording space yeah it started as an experiment it started as a side project it started as something little let's just do it for fun and have fun but now it's becoming a really really serious part of our strategy so yeah let's know what you think and uh if you're able to spot any major change in the studio or in the tech point africa podcast setting we could have a surprise gift for you i'm not going to say more than that but yeah a lot of cool merch you could get I just said more. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right people, thank you so much for staying with us to now. Yes. And uh yeah, give us feedback. Do you want it shorter? Do you want it longer? Do you want me to stop smiling? And do you want me to speak with a deeper voice or something like that? I've just uh, smiling, please. Good. Wait, you smile? I, I am smiling right now. This is I'm not grimacing. This is a smile. Bulu, he's smiling. This is a smile. <laughs> Except people want to bye bye people. Bye bye people. <laughs>